May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. And I say, wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> of all the things that I have been taught about you, the title that I remember most is Prince of Peace. So, what's going on here? And Jesus says, you're slow, but apart from that, Yes, you can continue to call me Prince of Peace. If you pay attention to my words and my actions. Yes, you can continue to call me Prince of Peace if you remember the tradition in which I stand. I stand and I speak in the tradition of the prophets of Israel. <coughs> prophets who said to the people, don't cry peace, peace, where there is no peace. Prophets who said to kings and rulers, stop asking us to give you good news, nice stories, Stop telling us to hide from you the truth of God's word and God's will. Stop asking us to paint a pretty picture when all the world around is filled with ugliness. Jesus said, yes, you can continue to call me the Prince of Peace if you acknowledge that the lessons of the prophets who said the world's peace is not God's peace, that when you speak of peace as though peace were about living comfortably while hiding your eyes from the suffering of so many in your midst, then you're not talking God's peace. If the peace that you are talking about is a peace that asks us to pretend that the suffering of children does not hurt God's heart, then you are not talking about the peace of God. Jesus says, yes, please continue to call me Prince of Peace if you are willing to be those who struggle for justice even when it means 
that that struggle puts you at odds with those whom you love, even if that struggle puts you at odds with your community, with your country, and even with your church. Go ahead. Keep calling me Prince of Peace, but know that the peace I speak of is not a peace that comes with no cost. It is not a peace that looks around and says, I'm fine. My children are fine. My family is fine. So we are at peace. Because that is not the peace of God. Jesus says, go ahead, keep calling me Prince of Peace, but only if you recognize the cost of true peace. And in our epistle, the people whose names are raised up are not people who simply said peace where there is no peace. These, as our epistle reminds us, were people willing to stand up to kings who said, worship me as God. And they said, no, you are not God. We know God. The people we read about in our epistle are people who were willing to be tortured, people who were willing to be stoned, people who were willing to be killed to point out the wrongness of the community in which they lived. People who were not willing to simply be about peace, peace in the face of injustice. So Jesus says, yes, indeed. Keep calling me Prince of Peace, but know that that peace is a peace built on the courage to be the voice of division, to be the voice of questioning, to be the voice saying, this is not peace. This is not God's peace. It is not God's peace when people go to bed hungry. It is not God's peace when our children go to school afraid. It is not God's peace when a child of God is treated as something less than that. And if we are comfortable with that type of peace, 
then we are not followers of Jesus. And we probably should not be bold enough to call Jesus Prince of Peace if that is the peace that we speak of. But if we want to say to Jesus, Prince of Peace, we have to be those willing, willing to stand and say, this is wrong. And if we had not had throughout our history people willing to start division in times when others were saying were times of peace, there are so many things that would not have happened in our world. If people were not willing to challenge their families and their communities and even their churches about the rightness of slavery and willing to be voices of division, willing to be voices of conflict, willing to stand against mother, brother, father, if that had not been the case, we would not have seen an end to slavery. And when I think about my own story, some of my greatest heroes are actually Afrikaners who stood in opposition to their families and their communities in questioning apartheid. People like Bayes Nordir, who I'm sure I have spoken about over and over again, but who was, as a young man, being groomed for leadership in the apartheid government, and then said, no, this system is not of God. This piece of the white Afrikaners at the expense of black South Africans is not the peace of God. And I am willing to stand against family, to stand against community, and yes, to stand against the very church that has raised me up and say, this is not peace. This is not of God. Or Theo Kutsir, another Afrikaner clergyman, who said, you know, the truth is this is not even Christianity. We should not be in church praying and supporting this system which has nothing to do with Christ as Prince of Peace. And so established in South Africa, an institute in opposition to all that the dominant church was teaching 
and called it the Christian Institute. Because that, that, he said, is where Christ would be in the division, questioning those whom he loved, those who had raised him up, and saying, this, this is not God's peace. And so Christ calls us today to be those willing to be voices of division when the peace that we live in is a peace born on the backs of children in cages, when the peace that we live in is a peace born through the suffering of the hungry and the homeless, when the peace that we live in is about people not having a living wage, then Jesus calls us to be voices of division, to be like those forerunners of our faith who stood and spoke even in the face of torture and death. And therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Amen.